0: Hello, everyone. I'm your host, Luke, and this is three stories from the Prohibition Era on Prohibition Era UFOs. The mini UFO from Mount Pleasant, Iowa, June 3rd, 1920. On June 3rd, 1920, on his 22nd birthday, Jesse Clark Lynch of Mount Pleasant, Iowa, observed a strange diminutive UFO and watched it land within 15 feet of where he sat fishing. The sighting was significant enough to be included in Jerome Clark's The UFO Encyclopedia, the phenomenon from the beginning third edition. The incident occurred near a pond just outside of town where he was fishing on a summer day. While sitting at the edge of the pond, he noticed movement over the top of a nearby grove, of a 100-foot-tall maple trees. Flying over the top of the trees was a sort of disc-shaped object that is predominantly blue in color. Its size was, quote, like a 5-gallon cream can. The size and shape have led some researchers to describe it as a mini-UFO. The UFO zoomed out from behind the grove of trees without making a sound, and as he watched in amazement, the strange blue craft swooped across a pond towards where he was sitting. It hovered over the ground nearby and finally effected a landing at a spot about 15 feet away from him. As he continued to observe it, he was not inclined to make any sudden moves. Quote, He wasn't in any hurry to jump up and run over to it, and he was glad he didn't and might have killed him. Just when he thought it was... Going over to take a closer look at it, it took off without any sound and without turning around. It slowly lifted over the trees in the west and disappeared, still no noise. The object departed at a very slow speed, he said it traveled at a speed of probably about 4-5 to five miles per hour. After its departure, he found indentions in the grass where it had lain. But there were no burn marks or other damage. He kept the story to himself because you don't talk about flying saucers in those days. Um Wow. That's a that's a weird one. Um UFOs that lived. Um, In 1959, Raymond A. Palmer received a letter from an eyewitness to a bizarre event that happened in 1925 on Flat Mesa near Battle Mountain, Nevada. On the surface, the story appears to be a UFO sighting, except that the objects he saw were apparently living creatures. Palmer was a leading figure in ufology in the 40s and 50s. In the very first issue of Fate, he published the story of pilot Kenneth Arnold's UFO sighting that is considered to mark the beginning of the modern UFO era. The explosion of UFO sightings in the 50s led him to create Flying Saucers magazine, which existed from 57 to 76. A story about living UFOs in the Nevada desert is among the most unusual that he ran in the magazine. He received the letter from a gentleman named Don Wood Jr. who related his amazing experience from 20, 1925. He said that he and three other aviators were flying World War One era monoplanes over the Nevada desert. Quote, We landed on Flat Mesa, near Battle Mountain, Nevada. The mesa is about 5,000 square feet and the walls are too steep to climb unless a lot of work is done. He continued, We wanted to see what was on top of this flat place. We landed at 1 o'clock in the afternoon. While walking about the top of this place, we noticed something coming in for a landing. It was about 8 feet across and was round and flat like a saucer. The undersides were a reddish color. According to Wood, the object skidded to a stop a short distance away, and the curious humans approached it to further examine it. We walked up to the thing, and it was some animal like we had never seen before. It was hurt, and as it breathed, the top would rise and fall, making a half-foot hole all around it like a clam opening and closing. Quite a chunk had been chewed out of one side of the rim and a sort of metal looking froth issued forth from it when it saw us it breathed frantically and rose up only a few inches only to fall back to the earth again it was moist and glistened on the top side we could see no eyes or leg and we added that it had a mica-like shell body after about 20 minutes a similar creature except larger came in for a landing close besides the first. Four sucker-like tongues settled on the little one, and the big one got so dazzlingly bright you couldn't look at it. Both rose straight up and were out of sight in a second. They must have been traveling a thousand miles an hour to get so high so fast. After the creatures departed, Wooden and his companions found frothy metallic debris that looked like quote fine aluminum wire where the creatures had been the strange material soon melted in the blazing desert sun (laughs) so some researchers believe that the creatures seen on flat mesa in 1925 were a strange form of life that lives in the earth's atmosphere and rarely descends to our planet's surface According to Cryptid Wiki, quote, Atmospheric beasts are the strangest of the flying monsters from ufology, cryptozoology, and astrobiology. And according to eyewitness reports, there are things that seem like living creatures, but they break all the usual rules that we apply to living things. They fly without the need for wings, and their bodies are only semi-solid, often partially invisible. Some researchers feel that this story would be more believable if it had been reported closer in time to when it actually happened instead of 34 years later. Um, So, while a dose of skepticism is always good, a good thing, especially in analyzing cases like this one, um, while they may have seen an atmospheric beast similar to the fam- famous Crawfordsville monster of 1891, I haven't heard of that one. Perhaps it resulted from an overactive imagination fueled by the flying saucer mania of the late 1950s. But I believe, um, let's see. The UFO Visitors, Spring Valley, New York, Summer 1929. Highly respected New York UFO researcher Cheryl Costa, in a 2016 article titled A 1929 Alien Abduction, disclosed an amazing UFO encounter from the Roaring Twenties. It was a case originally investigated by renowned alien abduction researcher, Bud Hopkins. In her article, she points out that although many people think alien abductions were not reported prior to the 1960s, a case of abduction is known to have happened in 1929. The incident occurred in the hamlet of Spring Valley in Rockland County during the summer of... Wait, wait. 1929 the eyewitness a nine-year-old girl was playing outside her home when she noticed a flash of light from the sky above her looking up she saw what looked like a huge metallic dirigible all around the whole of the ship was a series of portholes or windows and the entire airship seemed to glow within unusual light what happened next was absolutely startling the girl saw three or four humanoids dressed in what looked like deep-sea diving suits coming out of the dirigible. The witness became aware that a number of animals all around the area had become strangely quiet and still. They then seemed to float down to the ground, landing a short distance away from the girl, although scared the girl was unable to move her feet or arms and thus could not escape. Her next memory was of the creatures leaving her and floating back to their ship. She was not aware of how much time had passed since the UFO had first appeared. And when she first returned home, her mother scolded her for being gone for, quote, so long. It was then that she realized she was not able to remember everything that happened to her during her strange encounter with the humanoid creatures that had come from the mysterious airship. As time passed, the girl developed a phobia about being alone and was perpetually haunted by nightmares about being chased by the humanoids from the airship. Her nightmares continued for many years. She also came down with a bizarre illness that doctors were unable to diagnose. Later, she told people that she thought she might have caught some type of strange disease from the humanoids that had approached her. Um. Hmm. I wonder what happened. So, one last one, since these are shorter than I thought they were. Knocked down by UFO, Oak Park, Illinois, September 1929. As reported in Linda Zimmerman's book, More Hudson Valley UFOs, a fascinating case of a close encounter with a UFO by a medical student named William Walton, occurred in Oak Park, Illinois in September of 1929. Um, Zimmerman located data on the incident in old case files from the Aerial Phenomena Research Organization found in 1952 uh, by Jim and Coral Lorenzen. His encounter began on a moonless, star-filled evening at 10.30 p.m. He was walking north on Euclid Avenue when he saw a very quote, "a very bright, yellowish-white diffused light, elliptically shaped like two saucers face to face. The object appeared to be about 40 feet in diameter and about two feet in height. The UFO passed over Walton at an altitude of about 100 feet, and the object made a distinct humming sound, quote, "like turbines." and it emitted both heat and pressure down from above. The downward force emanating from the UFO caused him to fall to his knees, and it was moving north to south at high speed and then veered off to the southwest. The sighting lasted approximately 30 seconds. After it had passed, the odor of sulfur was strong, and Walton, although amazed and shaken, was not injured and did not report the incident for fear of ridicule. In her book, he said, quote, this case stands out for a variety of reasons. First, the incident appears to have been experienced by an educated, reputable individual involving a very early and close saucer sighting. Then there's the fact of this intense pressure which actually knocked the man down to his knees. The strong smell of sulfur, while unusual, has been reported over the years in a number of cases. Add to all this the heat and turbine-like humming noise, and this becomes a very special case that was seen, smelled, and felt. Um... Yeah. Well guys, thanks for listening. Sorry I've been out. It's been a weird two weeks. Um I know this is a shorter one. Hopefully I'll be able to get back to normal soon enough. Um Yeah. Hope you guys have a good weekend. Peace out.